Good morning. Good morning. So today I wanted to share a little bit about what's been going on with me with my business to start. So one of the things that I've learned that I had to do, which has been a challenge, it's a little out of my comfort zone, is reaching out to a lot of people. And in some ways, this is really cool because I've been able to reconnect with so many amazing people. And I've met a lot of really incredible people by taking that risk and reaching out to them, not knowing exactly how they're going to respond. Most of the time, I get one of two responses, either no response, radio silence, nothing. Like, okay, maybe they didn't get it. Maybe they didn't read it. Maybe they just want me to go away, whatever. The other big response I get is usually an immediate, oh my gosh, how are you? Yes, let's talk, let's get together. And that's what sparked, I mean, I actually have reestablished some friendships with people that I didn't have talked to for like 20 some years. And it has been incredible. And I've met some really connected and made some friendships with new people that are pursuing similar coaching professions or have similar interests in parenting. And it's we've been able to really connect and challenge one another and encourage one another. So it's something that has been, although difficult and not necessarily something I enjoy doing originally, it's reaped a lot of amazing rewards. However, I have received a few really negative kind of nasty responses. I'm going to tell you about three of them. The first one, I reached, I reached out to somebody that I really didn't know. We had a lot of similar people that we knew. And she was in something that I thought was compatible and, you know, could be of interest with what I was doing. And I got a response back saying some stuff, but the one thing line that just stood out to me and I read in my head over and over and over and over again is you should be ashamed of yourself. She didn't even know me and I'm not exactly sure why I should have been ashamed of myself. I had sent similar notes out to a lot of other people and gotten a lot of positive response back from that same sort of note. And suddenly this woman I don't know is saying, I should be ashamed of myself. And I don't know if anybody, I'm sure, let me take that back. Of course, somebody has said something negative to you if you're an adult. I mean, you can't make it through life without it. And if you're like me, people, you can hear 20 positive things and you hear one negative thing from someone that doesn't even know you. And it just echoes in your head. And it riles you up. And I thought of so many responses back to her. And fortunately, I said nothing, which was a big move for me. I kept my mouth shut. Big move for me. But it was hard. Then I got another response from somebody I was reaching out with that was also in, was a coach and is working with other kids. And I really wanted to learn more about what she did. She's a medical doctor and has some amazing background. And I reached out to her and her response was basically, what do you want from me? And I'm thinking, I, 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 I just, 
I want to be friends. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I just wanted to say hi. I wanted, I was curious in what you were saying. And I would, you know, I kept kind of responding and getting these really curt, nasty responses back. And then I would jump on because we were, were taking a similar workshop together and I would jump on and she would be super friendly and really like animated and having fun and writing these really nice comments to people. And I'm going, what the hell did I do to her? Why is she, why does she dislike me so much? And it really, really bothered me. And then yesterday I, I did send a message back and I said, I'm really sorry. I'm in the same group as you. You had asked if anybody was interested in this and I was trying to support you. And if for some reason you don't see us, you don't see that there's a common thread here or that we can support each other, no worries. I will stop bothering you. And she immediately wrote back and go, wait, why didn't you say you, that was you, girl? Here's what happened. In the workshop, I use Dr. Cam because I'm trying to build that name and I'm also trying not to get my last name out there too much. In my email, I used Cameron Caswell. She didn't know who I was. She saw Cameron. And once you start reconnecting with people, you also find people that want to start reconnecting with you that you may not want to connect with so much. There's a lot of creepy guys out there, let me just say. And if you engage, I've gotten a few um, unsolicited photos, shall we say, and she had had this happen to her quite a bit. So when she saw this person named Cameron that she didn't know, she immediately went to, this has got to be some creep, and I'm going to not be mean, but I'm not going to be encouraging either. And when she found out it was me who we'd actually engaged with, she was like, oh my God, yes. We have to talk and we've been talking ever since and we're like, okay, we got to do this. And it changed everything because now she knew who I was. The final one was I was re-engaging with a, a mentor and, and boss of mine who had really given me a lot of great advice in the past. And we set up a time to talk. And I was really looking forward to this talk because she always had some great insights and has always been really encouraging of me. And I missed it. I completely missed the call. I basically blew her off and I felt terrible. So I immediately sent a, a message to her and said, oh my God, I am so sorry. I did not mean to miss it. I've actually been looking forward to this conversation so much. And I feel terrible for missing this. And I'm hoping that we can reschedule. And I got a response back saying, of course, no. It's like, oh my God, wow, damn. I was really hurt. And then I'm thinking, this doesn't sound like her, but I must've hit a nerve. Like she must have a real big issue with people missing appointments. And I know she had told me she's really busy. So maybe she had stopped her really busy schedule to make time out for me. And when I blew her off, it just really pissed her off. And 
so I didn't respond and I was just kind of thinking like, I don't know how to fix this. I feel terrible, but I'm not sure if I say anything, I'm just going to make it worse. And the next morning I get an email from her, another email from her going, oh my God, I'm at NP, no problem. Of course, no problem. One letter changed the entire message from mean to absolutely. Miscommunication happens all the time. And these were all examples between adults that spoke the same language and we still had a lot of miscommunications. Now, I'll go back to the first person. I still don't know what I should be ashamed of, but my guess is she had something pretty nasty going on with her and took it out on me. So we're gonna wash that. But the other two, 100% miscommunication. When we talk to our teens, so much of our conflict, I am telling you a majority of the conflict we have with our teens is due to miscommunication. And one of the problems is we assume that our teens are speaking the same language we are and they're hearing exactly what we intend for them to hear. I'm going to tell you right now, they don't. So when your teen is defiant or talks back or gets upset about something you say, what you're thinking is, he is being so disrespectful. I cannot accept this attitude. That is, there's no place for being disrespectful. I got to nip this in the bud and I got to shut this down right now. Listen here. You do not treat me that way. I'm taking your phone. What we should be thinking is, why are they responding this way? This is not what I intended. Are they misunderstanding me or is there something else going on that I just hit a nerve? I need to get more clarity in what's going on. That's a big change. So I'm going to give you three ideas on how to change this form of thinking so that we can prevent some of this miscommunication, which ultimately will prevent some of the conflict that happens in our house. So the first thing I want to say is first state how you're feeling. One thing we need to be aware of is teens are guided, they are led by their emotions. And I've talked about this before, how the emotional part of our brain develops much faster than the executive functioning, which is the logical control center of our brain. Because their emotions are hijacking their brain, they read far more emotion into your expression and they hear far more emotion in your voice than you may think. So in your mind, you're saying something very matter-of-factly, calmly. What they're hearing is judgment, anger, upset. They're, they're hearing emotion in there. And they're hearing something that is triggering emotion in themselves. We can't 
change that. That's, that's their biological development. They are under construction right now. What we can change is making sure we're very clear on what we're expressing, what emotion we're feeling. Another little trick in the same, in the same tip is when we say a negative emotion, like if you're thinking, okay, I'm going to say, I'm not mad, which I think we've done a lot. I do that. I'm not mad. I just want to say, and yet they still respond negatively in that sentence. They didn't hear, I'm not. They heard mad, which triggered mom is feeling mad. So a different way to say it is, I'm curious. Something that does not have a judgment written around it. And then you go into it. And now they know you're not coming with emotion. And, and eventually they're going to learn to read that but help them along as it is right now. Another one is clarity. So if they react to you in a way that you're like, okay, that's way overreacting. I just asked him to take the dishes out of the dishwasher. I did not expect a full blow up. Instead of getting mad, like, God, he's so lazy. He won't even help me. Think about why is he getting so upset at that? Did he misunderstand me? Or did I trigger something in him? Is he in the middle of something and now he's feeling like I don't, I'm disrespecting him? There's a lot of reasons. But take the moment instead of reacting back to clarify and go, I, I don't understand why you're reacting this way. Explain to me. What's going on? And we start to understand them. This kind of leads to the third one, which is resist reacting. Our gut instinct, our fight and flight response triggers us immediately when our kids act in a way that we see as defiant or disrespectful. And we immediately get in fight mode. And we get angry and we jump out at them. And what I think is this can actually initiate a fight that didn't have to happen. So one thing you can do when you, in, in kind of the flip side of you asking them to clarify is ask them to clarify what they heard from you. What did you understand that I just said? And by also not reacting we're not gonna trigger their emotional response and we can start to quickly calm things down. So the thing I really wanna make clear is when we have control over the experience. One story actually a friend just shared with me, it was funny, just this morning, um, we were talking about this before I jumped on and we, I was talking about what I was going to talk about. And she said, oh my God, this just happened to me yesterday. I said something to my son and he immediately snapped. Why are you always mis uh, undermining me? And she's like, uh, I did not intend to undermine you here. And she, I will say she's been through my courses. I don't know if this will why, but she was through my courses. So I want to feel a little bit. Um, thanks, Trace. So she responded 
instead of reacting, she took a step and took a breath and realized my son hasn't eaten all day and I know he gets hangry. So she tossed him a snack. He ate. He calmed down. She just prevented a whole needless blowout because her son just snapped because he was not in a good emotional space. So a lot of people will ask me, Dr. Cam, what is your, what are kind of the key secrets with your relationship with your own team? We, first of all, yes, we have our moments. There's no perfection here, believe me. But overall, we don't fight a whole hell of a lot. We just don't. And there's five really key points that I live by. And I've put those five points down on a PDF that I created called The Five Parenting Secrets to Calm the Chaos. And it's a free guide that I want to offer to you because I think that if you implement these five things correctly, you can see a difference. And you can grab this PDF at www.askdrcam.com. There's a link right at the top of that page askdrcamp.com. And what this will do, this free download will do, is it will give you five ways that you can start today to start understanding and having better communication with your kids, which is going to stop a lot of the conflict from happening and provide more time when you can actually enjoy your kid. You can enjoy your teen. I'm gonna, I wanted to end with a story about actually something that happened last night between me and my own teen that was an example of miscommunication. But I asked her this morning if I could share that story. And usually she's pretty open about it. Like the other day I asked her and not only did she say yes, she got on and talked about it herself. And I don't know why, but she said, no, I don't want you to share that. And so I'm not going to share that. I'm going to respect her and not share that. And I think it's also really important that we make sure that our kids will trust us, which is probably another tip I'll share. With that, I am going to sign off for the day and I will be back tomorrow morning and with my last message of the week. I'm actually starting to enjoy this. Is that crazy? But I will come back tomorrow with my next message. So I really hope to see you tomorrow morning at 9.30 a.m. Have a wonderful, beautiful day.